because we believe in him. We believe in him because he lives. So we all didn't catch it yet. The reason I can't live without him is because he lives. And if you ask me how I know he lives, he lives right here. I know people often do the anatomy part, but he lives right here in my heart. It's time now for the receiving of the word of the Lord. Anybody ready for a word of the Lord tonight? Uh, let me hear you make some. Are you ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Our weeks ablaze leading up to Pentecost. Our own pastor Michael Babble is coming with tonight's deposit. I see that we will open our ears to be receptive to the Word of God. Let's hear now, amen, the Word of God from the man of God and receive Pastor Michael Babble. This is amen to all of you, my father's children. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Yes. Amen. Why don't you just reach your name and just say, I'm so glad you're sitting next to me tonight. Yes. Amen. I'm so glad to see you in Jesus' name. So glad I'm here in Jesus' name. Amen. To our honorable bishop. Amen. We thank God for our second. Amen. And to uh, our leading lady of the house. Amen. Brother Carolyn Williams and to Pastor Dow Thomas and Pastor Kelly. Amen. To the household of faith. Amen. We're glad to be here. Thank God for my wife, Lady Battle, who's here tonight. Yeah. She's rocking that hat, y'all. She's rocking that hat. Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> All right, let's go to the word of the Lord. Uh, let me fulfill my, my part in this. Amen. God is good. Um, Pastor Kelly had um, sent me in my assignment. I'm not, I'm gonna be honest with you. I texted her back. I said, what is this? You want me to preach or you want me to do homework? What, what is this? <laughs> and uh, she said, homework? Yeah, she want me to do homework. She gave me all these ins and outs. And I was like, wow, I feel like I'm in seminary. <laughs> And she laughed, amen. But I thank God just to be chosen for this, amen, to ask. Um, Ezekiel 23. Go ahead, prophet. Oh, my. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Mother. I needed that. Thank you, Lord. Believe me, I haven't even got started yet. Okay, you're there. Verse number one through, uh, we'll, we'll go to five, and then we're going to skip over to verse number 25 in that same chapter. All right, and then we'll head over to 1 Corinthians 3. When you have a say, amen. It says, the word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, now whenever you see the word of the Lord came unto me, Basically, what the prophet is saying was, my mind was totally somewhere else. I wasn't even thinking about nothing. I wasn't thinking about nothing spiritual. I was doing my own thing. 
and God came. And what one, oftentimes I find that even myself, like uh, uh, being a prophet, uh, that, and I'm, I'm sure my sister can attest, you could be minding your own business and all of a sudden God will come and interrupt. You could be shopping in the mall and all of a sudden he just step in the store with you. You'll be washing dishes. What did your neighbor say? Neighbor, you don't even have to be a prophet for that. God will do that anyway. But, uh, you know, some, sometimes prophets, we live on the edge. You know, we, we live in two dimensions at the same time. You know, we can get caught, caught up in a minute, you know. And so Ezekiel said, the word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, there were two women. Yeah. The daughters of one mother. And they committed whoredoms in Egypt. They committed whoredoms in their youth. There were their breasts pressed. And there they bruised the teats of their virginity. And the names of them were Ahala, the elder, and Ahadlevi, the her sister, and they were mine. Everybody say, they were his. Come on, say it again. They were his. Look down your road and say, they were his. And they bear sons and daughters. So in other words, they had fruit of their dealings. Their, their dealings produced something. Their works produced. Thus, their names were their names. Samaria is Ahola, right? And Jerusalem, Ayaliva. And Ahola played the harlot when she was mine. Everybody say, she was his. And she doubted on her lovers, on the Assyrians, her neighbors. Come down to verse number 11, though. I, I want to add that in there. Uh, uh, this whole chapter deals with uh, a very, uh, uh, what's, what's the word I'm going to use? Um, you know, it's one of those words that when we hear in church, you know, our nose go up, our eyes twitch. You know, we, we quick to text, we quick to send out, we quick to make little notes on Facebook. Um, this chapter deals with adultery. Everybody say adultery. Verse number 11 says, and when her sister, Abihanava, saw this, she was more corrupt in her inordinate love than she. In other words, when she saw her sister do it, you think, you think her sister was something, she was off the hook. And in her hoarders more than her sister in her hoarders. Yeah. Verse number 11 actually deals with false trust, you know. Uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Go down to verse number, uh, let's, go to, let's go to 22. I'm sorry, media team. Just, I, I, I had this planned out. All right. Therefore, Oholavah thus saith the Lord God. Got a word for you. Behold, I will raise up thy lovers against thee from whom thy mind is alienated, and I will bring them against thee on every side. In other words, I'm going to judge your work. I'm going to judge your work. Tap your name and say, neighbor, we serve a God. He judged the work. He judges the work. Uh-huh. Come down. Come down to verse number 25. Here we go. And it says, and I will set my jealousy against thee, and they shall deal furiously with thee. They shall take away thy nose and thine ears, and thy remnant shall fall by the sword. In other words, I'm going to send division up in that camp. 
Watch this. They shall take thy sons and thy daughters. And everybody, let's read the rest of that together. And thy residue shall be devoured by the fire. Seven weeks of blaze. General theme is let the fire burn. Actually, for job placement purposes, I've been assigned with all shall be taken by the fire. My Lord. It is from this, as I begin to meditate, children of God, the Lord's inheritance, it is from this that I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to conduct this? How do you want me to deal with this? Elder Lystra, I sat still, got by myself. And within the last couple of days, the Holy Ghost said, this is where I want you to connect that. First Corinthians 3. Verse number 13. Pastor Kelly, all shall be taken by Say, baby, it's gonna get good in a minute. <laughs> Verse number 13 says, What everybody? Every man's work. Let's read that together as a family, shall we? Begin. Come on. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Uh-huh. Why? Because what? For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by what? Come on, talk to me. Come on, let's go. And the fire shall do what? Try every man's work of what sort it is. It is from Verses number 25 in Ezekiel 23, verse number 25, and it is also from 1 Corinthians 3, verse number 13, that I want to leave this subject, this simple subject. I have two, actually, uh, so you can pick which one you like. Uh, but the first one is, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Father said, Father said. there be days like this. Number two is, uh, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, every man will have his day. That's right. Well, Bishop said that's right. So, I think I'll go with number two. Every man, put your hand on your neighbor and say, neighbor, every man will have his day. I'm here tonight to add my voice to the plethora of preachers, uh, the heralds, and the spokesmen of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 23, verses 1 through 49, we're given a historical glance of the apostasy of God's people from him and the aggravation thereof. In this parable, if you look at Ezekiel 23, it is a parable. In this parable, Samaria and Israel bear the name Ahola, her own tabernacle it means, because the places of worship those kingdoms had were of their own desiring. Judah and Jerusalem bear the name Aholavah. My tabernacle is in her because their temple was the place which God himself had chosen to put his name there. The language and figures are according to those times. Uh -huh. It is here within the confines of the content transcribed that we behold the allegory of Ahola and Aholavah. 
and simplest an allegory is, y'all, a story in which the characters and events are symbols that stand for ideas about human life or for a political or historical situation. Look at your neighbor down your road saying, neighbor, he done got good since he came to CCI. Yeah, yeah. And consideration, y'all, of the foregoing from an aerial perspective. Uh -huh. of chapter 23, verses 1 through 49, Pastor T, Israel and Judah's sin and punishment are parabolically prescribed and portrayed, portrayed under the names Ahola and Aholava. The imagery, y'all, is similar to that of chapter 16 of Ezekiel, but here the reference is not as there so much as to the breach of the spiritual marriage covenant with God. Right. Hmm. Yeah, the people's idolatries eyes by their worldly spirit. Look down your road and say, they, were, they had a worldly spirit about them. They were God's people, but they had a worldly uh, conduct about them. Watch this. And they're trusting to alliances with the heathen for safety rather than to God. Look down your road and tell your neighbor, you got to be careful who you run to for help. Now look on the other side and say, won't be unto those that go down to Egypt for a covering. All right. Yeah, yeah. Watch this, y'all. In the text here, Bishop, they left their covenant intentional living to now trust in men and things. Note their worldly spirit. Their allegiance was now toward the variables of men, uh-huh, and not the constant love and affection of Yahweh, Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh -huh. It is here that we see in Ezekiel 23, verses 1 through 21, the whoredoms of Ahola and Aholavah. Aholavah, God says, shall be punished by her own lovers. Their adulteries were proved and their judgments were declared. In layman's term, look down your road and say, neighbor, it's not going to work. Uh, you know what, I grew up, y'all, and you, you know, I, I like those some songs from the 80s, and I remember my mother, we used to get in the car, we used to have family time, and we would go to Bear Mountain. We would go to Bear Mountain, me and my cousins and all that. And I remember on Hot 97, y'all remember the Hot 97? Uh -huh, and then if you turned over the dial to 98.7 KISS FM, you would hear a song mother during the day, and it would say things like this. Mama used to say, take your time, young man. Uh -huh. Mama used to say, don't you rush to get old. How many of y'all remember that song? Look at them going to sit here, Bishop, and sit and act like they don't know this song. I'm going to say it again. How many of y'all remember that song? Mama used to say, take your time, young man. Mama used to say, don't you rush to get old. In other words, slow down, take inventory of your dealings and your doings. All right. Yeah, yeah. When we read Ezekiel 23, however, there's a promise. There is a promise. Look at your name and say, neighbor, there's a promise in all this. There's a promise. There's a promise. There's a promise. The promise was the refining of Israel in the furnace of besieged Jerusalem. Uh-huh. The day would come. Somebody shout the day, the day, the day, the day, the day. Come on, shout the day, the day. The day would come where all the works and trappings of their intentions would be taken by fire. All right. Watch this. Not a fire to destroy, but to refine. That's right. 
Look at verse number 25. It says this. It talks about, it actually says in verse number 25. Let me see if I can get it for you right quick. Uh, put up verse number 25 so we can look at that, please. Uh, verse 25 says this. Yeah, watch this, y'all. He says, and I will set my jealousy against thee, and they shall deal furiously with thee, and they shall take away thy nose and thine ears. Wow. And thy remnant shall fall by the sword, uh -huh. and thy sons and thy daughters, and all thy residue, whatever's left, shall be devoured by the fire. Leave that up there, though. Leave that up there. Because you see the part where it says in the middle? Well, I'll read it from the top then. And I will set my jealousy against thee, and they shall deal furiously with thee. And they, everybody, let's read that. They shall take away thy nose and thine ears. Now watch this. When I looked that up, Pastor Kelly, I found something very interesting because it said the barbarous, the barbarous custom of mutilating prisoners in those days and times prevailed in the East. Here it is mentioned with reference to the destructive destruction of the attractiveness. The attractiveness of the adulteress Aholavah. Uh huh. See, in Egypt, adultery was punished by cutting off the nose and the ears. So, in other words, when I asked the Holy Spirit, "What do you mean? What are you saying?" And out there in time, He said, "When you get caught up in doing things that are out of covenant, what happens is it tampers with your senses." Right. God, help me here tonight, y'all. Watch, I'm having fun already. It tampers with your senses. Watch this. It cuts off your nose. You can't sense God. You don't know when God is close. Number two, it tampers with your ears. You can't hear God like you used to. Right. God, God, God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm staying in covenant. I'm staying in covenant. I'm staying in covenant. I, I'm reminded of that lady down south when that fire broke out. She said, ain't nobody got time for that. It's a fire. Look at them and say, no. Look at everyone and say, neighbor, ain't nobody got no time for all that. Ain't nobody got no time for all of that to be cutting off noses and ears. I want to know when God is in a room. I want to I know when God is prompting me. I don't want to be dead to God and the will of God because I'm caught up in something because we're caught up in something that God never Designed for his will for our life. Look down your road and tell your neighbor, I'm staying in the will of God. See, y'all didn't say that too strong. Okay. Uh, okay. So, but you know what? I, I do declare some good news for you, though. I got some gospel for us. You know, let, let me say this. Let me add this in. I always wanted to share this. I'm going to share it right now. I'm going to take liberty and share this. Gospel is not a unique term to the Bible. Gospel is a non-religious term that was used far before they started proclaiming the gospel of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because you know, they're both not the same. The gospel of Jesus is one gospel and the gospel of Jesus Christ is a whole other gospel. Okay, all right, all right. See, Jesus talks about the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, but then Paul picks up and talks about the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, one talks about what Jesus did. See, a lot of people know what Jesus did. He died. He got up. But the other gospel talks about Paul came preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, the good news of what Jesus dying and rising again did for you. Look at them and say, I just don't want to know what Jesus did. I want to know what that means for me now. You'd be surprised how many people sit in church and don't have a clue of what the death, burial, resurrection. Can't stop there, though. You can't stop there. You got to do five. This is a grace move. The death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and then the seated. Oh, God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we got to go further. We got to go further. Y'all ain't telling nobody nothing here tonight. What's wrong? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we got to go further. 
Gospel was a word that was used, y'all, by the Roman Empire. The word gospel was used on a battlefield, Travis, as ground was conquered. In other words, citizens were brought in, and they were sent gospel back to the emperor saying, your kingdom is expanding. We have more citizens in your kingdom. So when we go preaching the gospel out in the world, we are declaring back to heaven that we have gained more citizens in your kingdom. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's all there's always good news. There's always good news. The church is a carrier of good news. Well, when I looked in Ezekiel 23, I saw some good news. All right. I saw some good news. You know what I saw, y'all? That even though the fire would come, it's not to destroy, but to refine. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God, Jesus. The good news in our text was a divine reset was coming. Look, put your hand on your neighbor next to you and say, neighbor, the reset is coming. The reset is coming. The reset is coming. There was a reset coming. Watch this. This buzzword imprinted upon my soul. Reset means this. Number one, to clear all pending errors. That's what reset means. When I call AT&T, I remember I had, I had an iPhone. Mm, that was then before I got the Galaxy. But I had an iPhone, and every once in a while, it was shut down. Watch this. It would shut down Pastor T, and so I would get frustrated, right? In the midst of me making a call, it would just freeze on me, mother. So I would call AT&T. The woman would say to me, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to reset the phone. I said, okay, miss, how long would that take? She said, it only takes a, a, a few seconds. I said, so what would I do? She said, what we're going to do is power it down. Oh, God. Look at your neighbor saying, neighbor, doing a reset. What God does, he powers you down. He'll stop your flow for a minute so that he can clear all of the pending errors. Come on, he son. Watch it. Number two, reset means, I like this, Travis, called to cause a binary device to enter the state representing the numeric zero. So in other words, I said, Holy Spirit, what do you mean by this? He said, when I do a divine reset, I bring you back to square one. What I do is, I bring you back to the place where there's nothing in there, there's nothing pending, there's no errors that can be seen from the natural eye. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, a divine reset is coming to this house. A divine reset is coming to the body of Christ in law. A divine reset is coming to America. A divine reset is coming to the earth. But the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, this is the Lord's earth. That's good. Number three, watch this. A reset means this. Watch this. Watch this, Darnell. It means to set anew. And number four, reset is the act of adjusting or fixing something in a different Everybody say adultery. Say it again. Adultery. When I asked the Holy Spirit about this, because that's what this chapter was about, they were caught up in adultery. So I asked the Holy Spirit, how does this work? He said, son, adultery is a work of the flesh. Nick, Nick, when I looked at this, adultery is a work of the flesh. It's in contrast with the fruit of the Spirit. Adultery is not Holy Spirit-led. 
when people commit adultery, whether it be spiritual or natural adultery, people that step out of covenant are led by the lust of the flesh. Adultery is a work of the flesh. In Ezekiel, now watch this, they were his. And the Lord in the new covenant, when I found out, y'all, does not leave his people to the will of the enemy just to do whatever and however he wants. Aren't you glad that even when you're in something and when you're caught up in something or thinking the wrong way, the God does not leave you to the will of the enemy? Uh, I need a praise better than that. Aren't you glad that God does not leave you and I to the will of the enemy, nor to the will of our enemies that's inside the church? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Do you know, do you know, I'll say it again, adultery is a work of the flesh. Everybody say a work of the flesh. Come on, say it again. A work of the flesh. One more time for the, for the Holy Ghost. A work of the flesh. Watch this. Watch this. When we gossip and backbite and slander and sow discord among the brethren and form our groupies, it is a work of the flesh. That's on parade. Everybody say flesh. Everybody say flesh. Say, say flesh. Come on, let's spell out the word flesh. F L. Come on. E S H. Now watch this. If you take off the H and turn the word around, you see self in there. So when there's flesh on parade, there's always a parade of self. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we gotta get that flesh under control. Because everything is not sexual. Sometimes our mouths run when they should not be running. Oh, look at your faces. Look at your faces. Look how you're sitting here looking at me right now. Touch your neighbor and put your hand on your neighbor and say, sometimes everything is not sexual. Sometimes people run their mouths when they should be clothed. When they should be praying, they gossiping. Wow. Right. You know why? Because they, oh, thank you, Gary. Why it? Because they're fleshly. They're fleshly. Flesh. Flesh is on parade. Flesh. Adultery is a work. Watch this. So when we gossip, when we backbite, watch it. When we slander, when we sow discord among the brethren, when we form our groupies, it is a work of the flesh. It is not spirit-led. Watch this. Watch it. Watch it. When we act like we better and we act like we're judging group by group, in other words, group A. Compared to those in group B, watch this. We compare our woman, we're in the flesh when we compare our sermons to each other's sermon. Right. Say, in the flesh, in the flesh, in the flesh, in the flesh. Okay, okay, okay. Don't shut down yet. Don't shut down. Trust me, don't shut down yet. Watch it. Do it in the flesh, Bishop, when we rally up the cards and seek to inwardly say, Who had the word of the Lord during the seven weeks of lands? We are in the flesh. Well, who did you like? Who do you think preached best? Flesh. That's flesh All right. on parade. I like to call the term carnal. Watch this. Carnal is a term for saved folks who lead their lives by the unrenewed side of their mind. Watch this. We choose our allegiance based on comfort. Flesh. 
flesh, flesh, flesh. And not the mandate of the church of God, which is in Christ. And I ain't talking about coaching neither. There's only one church. Look at them and say, neighbor, there's only one church. There's only one church. Come on, stomp your right foot and say, if the gates of hell shall will not and will not and shall not prevail against the one true church of the living God. You know what I found out? When you're on fire for God, you raise hell. Talk about raise hell in the sense of R S I. What's R A I S E? I'm talking about R A Z E. We raise hell when you're on fire for for God. You raise hell. You don't keep hell going. All right. Right. When you're on fire for God, this is seven seven weeks of blaze, right? When you're on fire for God, you raise hell. You cut it off. You you annihilate it. Go like this and say we're raising hell up in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're cutting off the devices of the enemy, the tricks of the enemy. We cut it down as soon as we see it. Watch this, watch this. You don't keep hell going. See, like Judah and Jerusalem, ancient Israel, behaviors are learned. However we may act and conduct ourselves, it is a learned behavior. Mother Carolyn, however I may act, However, all of us in here, regardless of our title, however we act, we learned it. Somebody taught us that. Look how you sing. Somebody taught you to sit like that. You conduct yourself because it's a learned behavior. Oh, God. Yes, Lord. Watch this. In, in Ezekiel, their connection to Egypt and surrounding nations ran deep. You know what I like about God? No matter what's in our system, God has a way of reset. All right. Watch this. I have some more good news for you. The fire is coming. Shout down the road. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. The refiner's fire is coming. The fire is coming. It's on the way. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, before the seven weeks of blazes up, the fire is coming. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Look down the road. Tell your neighbor, the fire is coming. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. The refiner's fire is coming. The fire is going to judge everyone's work. It's going to judge it. It's going to judge it. It's going to save the person, but it's going to judge the workmanship. It's going to save the worker, but it's going to judge the workmanship. I'm going to say that again. It's going to save the worker, but it's going to judge the workmanship. Look at them saying, the fire is coming. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. It's coming to burn up the way we should be thinking. The fire is coming. The fire is coming to burn up the way we act and we should be acting. The fire is coming. It's coming to burn up the way we talk when we should be talking. The fire is coming. Oh God, open up your mouth and tell your neighbor, the fire is coming. That's good. that scripture and it says uh, um, I shall come forth as pure gold 
You don't have to say pure gold because gold is, when it goes to the fire, it comes out pure. Gold ain't gold if it ain't pure. See, sometimes our terminology, our terminology tampers with our mindset. So you can be gold, so you're thinking that just because you did this and you did that, that you ain't worthy. Do you know what the Lord told me in prayer while I was on my way here? He said, you know what? I'm coming after everybody that think they're not good enough. Oh, God. Oh, God. Look down your road and say, neighbor, he's coming after everybody that think they're not good enough. Everybody that, that got issues. Everybody that still got things that they're dealing with. Can I tell you something? All of us got stuff we're dealing with. I figured you sit here and look at me with that CC I look. Look at your name and say, neighbor, all of us got things we're dealing with. Every one of us. Every but we don't do we don't think so because we judge ourselves to, to each other. Well, you know what? I'm not like her. I'm not like him. You know what? I'm like this. You know what? If they were more like this, look at your name and say, neighbor, the fire purifies all of us in our separate areas. It's a work. Right. Watch this. The effort, it's efforts, it's the effort of mankind in the lowest realm of the spiritual paradigm. So when we see envying, uncleanness, fornication, adultery, lasciviousness, it's the work, Galatians said, of the flesh. It's the work of the flesh. The fire is coming to try to work. That's right. Oh, gosh. Yes. That's right. Put this together. Put this together. Watch this. The fruit of the spirit. Everybody say fruit of the spirit. Fruit of the spirit. Let me say this. There's no such thing as fruits of the spirit. Fruit. It is the fruit. Singular. That's right. That comes demonstrated in plurality. That's right. That's right. The fruit of the Spirit. Now watch what it said. I wish I had it up there to show you. Galatians 5, it talks about, and now the works of the flesh is these. Then it lists them. Then it talks about, but the fruit of the Spirit is this. What is it? It's, watch this. The fruit of the Spirit is harvested because of the seed of the Word of God. Everybody say the seed of the Word of God. Okay, I got to go. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. It's effortless. It's effortless. You know why? It yields due to the Spirit doing the work. It's the Spirit at work. God at work within the believer. Everybody say love, joy, peace. Love, That's your relationship with God. Everybody say long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. That's your relationship with others. Watch this. Faith, meekness, and temperance. That's your relationship with yourself. Watch this. You know why a lot of times we can't get along with each other because we can't get along with God. Oh God. oh God, we can't get along with God, so we don't know how to treat each other. Watch this. The commandment was love the Lord thy God, and then watch this. Don't love your neighbor like you love yourself. No, Jesus said a new commandment. Love your neighbor like I have loved you. But see, it's hard for us to love our neighbor like he loves us when we look at how he loves us and think he's against us. So when it comes down to our neighbor, we're against our neighbor. Reference to the setting, First Corinthians 3. I'm almost done. Travis, I realize time is against me tonight. 
in my closing. In reference to the setting and as we journey over the bridge from the old into the new. Look at how Paul regards those in his apostolic trajectory. He established his church, Corinthians. Bishop, Pastor T, Pastor Kelly, First Corinthians comes to a church that's gifted. For sure. It's so gifted. But I found out it's gifted people that tear up churches. Say it again. It's the, it's, it's the gifted ones that tear up churches. Say it again. It's the gifted ones that tear up churches. Say it again. It's the gifted ones that tear up churches. Say it one more time. It's the gifted ones that tear up churches. Can I say this? Can I say this? It's the gifted ones. Including myself and all of you. Gifted to preach. Gifted, gifted to sing. Gifted. Gifted to dance. Gifted to give information. Gifted to love people. Just gifted. Gifted to make people feel special. Gifted with hospitality. It's the gifted ones that tell churches. You know why? Because our thinking is carnal. You know how I know it's carnal? Because Paul said, when you have envy and strife and division among you, you are yet carnal with your so-called spiritual self. That's right. You boast about being deep and spiritual, but you're carnal because the work and the fruit is showing that you're carnal. You know how? Because the people in the front don't like somebody in the back. The people in the back don't like somebody in the front. Carnal, carnal, carnal come to church dressed looking good, saying that we are part of the mission vision, saying that we want God, we want the glory to come in the house. Oh, I love how y'all are sitting there that night. Yes, you got the right trinket tonight. Look at them saying, they're carnal, 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 carnal. And you know what's happening in this season? The work is being tested by the fire. That's right. Yeah, watch this, watch this. Paul says, I know, I know. You ready to sit me down? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll find a way to deliver it somewhere, somehow. Watch this. Brothers and sisters, you know what? It's quite amazing. It's quite amazing, Elder Lopez, or Sabrina, and Elder Julian. Watch it. It's quite alarming that you can be sincere, but yet sincerely wrong. That's right. You know what I found out? We all would be amazed to find that in many of our modern day believers' lives that we are called to lead, the word of God, the gospel, is fighting for supremacy. Oh God, oh God. The gospel is fighting to be the one that leads the people of God. Watch this, watch this. Brothers and sisters, this may shock you, but let me remind you tonight that we are managing a messy Christianity. Right. Our Christianity is messy. That's what we manage. We manage messy. That's how God saved us out of mess. Oh God, this is messy work. This is messy work. Well, I don't want to be dealing with this. I don't want to do that. I heard this. I heard that. Did you hear? Did you watch this? This is messy. This is messy. But it's the fire that refines. Right. Oh, priest battle, priest battle. Talk to us.
us tonight. This is something we don't look at. Managing people, managing families, managing inner struggles, managing not giving tit for tat. Perhaps you can answer this question. How do we do this and roam around like Superman and at the same time timid and walking in a Clark Kent, fragile frame? Clark Kent. How do we do that? It takes grace to be a wise master. It takes grace that whatever we do, it's going to take grace to do this. Amen. Look at your name saying that it takes grace to do this work. Watch this. Needless to say, it's, 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 it's perplexing when I look at it to popular and contrary to popular opinion that no matter where you land in the Bible, there's tension. Other pen, no matter where I open up this Bible, there's tension. There's, I don't care how we do it. Wherever we land, there's tension in it. There's tension. This is against that. You acting like this, God don't want you acting like this. He actually wants you acting like this. It starts from the beginning. There's tension. If I had time tonight, and I don't, watch this. I would talk about the test, the tension, the test, and the trying. The tension is this. There's works, just like they were caught up in adultery. In Ezekiel 23. Adultery is a work of the flesh. There are so many works of the flesh that the body can have on the way. And Paul said, there's a day coming. There's a day coming. Every man's work will be tested. That's right. To see, watch this, not what kind of worker it is, but to see what the worker has produced. Yes. Everybody understand? Amen. Nick, I so wish at time tonight, maybe we have Bible study course and popcorn. Yeah. You know what I found out? This is what I found out. That if we are to win the world, we gotta change how we do things inside. Take the neighbor by the hand, because that's your neighbor. That's part of your body. You don't have to cross aisles. Just, just, just find, find a neighbor. Look at him and say, you're part of me. You're part of me. I'm a part of you. I'm a part of you. We are family. We are family. All shall be taken by the fire. You know what that meant? That means at the end of the day, when you look at it, whatever was produced, Paul said what will happen is the day will come Every man's work will be tested and tried by fire. Yes. And it says, he talks about different kind of materials, and I don't have the time tonight, but he says at the end of the day, you can't build, you got to be careful how you build on foundation. That's right. That's right. You got to be careful. That's right. I remember when I first started pastoring, you, you know what one of my problems was? Because I was so enamored that what I did was I tried to build a roof. And it happens. When, when, when you're young and vibrant for God, remember when you first got 
not saved? Oh, you were so ecstatic for God. You just wanted to save everybody. You wanted to love everybody. You wanted to forgive everybody. You wanted to, they owe you money? Don't even worry about it. Don't worry. I just love God. Remember when you first got saved? Man, you was all up in everybody's face, ready to hug everybody. Some of you wasn't like that. I understand. It's, it's your temperament. But one of the things I do know, when you have God for real, God is love. Amen. That's the first thing he gives you. Love. Watch this. I'm not talking about the love. I'm not talking about that worldly love. Touchy feeling. See, worldly love got to get out the church where if I do something to you, you shut down on me. Yeah. See, that's worldly love. Yeah. See, we boast about a God that's so, that's so he can do everything. Yeah. But if love come that God talks about, agape, no matter what I do, what I say, it's unconditional love. Amen. Yes. Because when you see me, you see you. Yes. Paul said it this way, but for the grace of God, there go I. It's, it's, it's right now, this is happening. But for the grace of God, what I'll do is, I won't work in the flesh. I'll release some fruit and let love harvest. I'll let peace harvest. I'll let joy harvest. You got your neighbor by the hand? Say neighbor. Neighbor. Let us, Let us be careful. Be careful. Amen. How we build. How we build. Uh, I, I want to say this because I, I sense this strong right now. Within these seven weeks, you know what's going to happen? And it's already started. If you go back and start listening to what's being said, there is, I was in prayer, I spent some time in prayer. And all I kept hearing was, I'm reshaping, I'm realigning. And what I'm doing is I'm bringing things that's supposed to be bone with bone. My wife prayed in the car. I thought that was amazing because I didn't tell her anything. But what's happening is we got to be careful how we proceed. Right. That's right. See, you can have such an awe with God that this is what you'll do. You'll slow down. You'll be quick to think. You'll be, God, is this you? If this ain't you, I don't want to be caught up. You'll have such sensitivity. I'm telling you, I feel it in the spirit right now. Many of you are going to be endowed with such a sensitivity with the presence of God during these next couple of weeks leading up to Pentecost that it's going to amaze you with the visitation of the Lord that will come your way. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm getting prepared for something great. Father, in the name of Jesus, I've, Lord, we've already talked about this in private. I've tried to do my part as best as I could. Deliver. Lord, I pray for myself and my sisters and brothers tonight. That you would endow us with the spirit of understanding. You said it, understand and be men. But in malice and everything else, be babes. Father, I pray that you would lead us and guide us and you would make us one. I pray, Lord, Father, that you would sanctify us through thy word. Thy word is truth. Father, I pray, Father, for every speaker that will come after tonight, that, Lord, 
you will send confirmation and activation and, and Father, you will, you, will, you will send affirmation and activation and all those things, Father, that would make us, uh, to cause us to keep the pace. I pray tonight, Father, that you will speed up the pace. I pray that you will give us such Holy Ghost momentum, Father, that we will be on a move for you. Make us like a wheel in the middle of the wheel. That never slows down. This I pray tonight. I pray, Lord, that the fire of your word, the fire, the fire, that our assignment will become like fire shut up in our bones. When we don't want to do, when we don't want to say, when we don't want to love. Father, make it like fire, 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 fire. I pray, Lord, tonight that you will grant unto us ears to see, eyes to see, ears to hear you, and most of all, a heart to understand. This I pray now, Father. I pray tonight, Father, that we will build sensitivity upon the foundation that is already laid. Grant unto us wisdom to build a house. For you said in your word, through wisdom is a house building. By understanding, it is made strong. And through knowledge, you fill the chambers with pleasant riches. Father, speak to us. Somebody say, speak to us, Lord. Say it again. So, Father, speak to us. Grant us clarity, a precision of thought. This I pray now, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do, do me a favor before you let that hand go. I'm, I'm done. But I, 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 I feel this. Just pray for your neighbor right quick. I, I should, I hope this, is what, this is the area I want you to pray for too. I want you to pray for their tenacity that their fire won't go out. When you do that right quick, just pray for them. Just pray for them, really. Aim your prayer in that, in that area. Aim your prayer. Aim your prayer. Aim your prayer in that area. That their fire for the things of God won't go out. Aim your prayer. Aim your prayer. Use your mouth. Come on. Come on. Use it. Use it. Use it. That the passion won't drop. The passion for the things of God. The summertime is coming, y'all. It's starting to get hot. <laughs> Come on, open your mouth. Father, give my sister, give my brother passion. Father, give him tenacity to hear you. Father, make us one. In the name of Jesus, don't let him get slack. Come on, come on, open your mouth. Come on, brothers. Come on, sisters. Come on, media. Come on, pray for him, pray for him. Father, give my brother passion. To do things according to your will, not according to the flesh. Give them passion. Father, every every fiber, every every spirit that's in their flesh, every, every passion to do the flesh dealings. Father, snatch it out. Let there be a transfer from that passion to the spiritual realm. Come on, pray for it. Pray for it. We bind up procrastination. Come on, bind up procrastination. And lethargic, lethargic living, lethargic walking with the assignment. Come on. In the name of the Lord Jesus, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. Every area, every wall, every office, do it now. Every leader, every every person, every Levite, in the name of the Lord Jesus, do it. Fire, 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 fire. As your people meditate on the word, as they meditate and try to go over what was said tonight. Father, bring them clarity. Don't let flesh come on parade. Don't let flesh kick in. Well, what do you think you meant by that? What do you think about this? Father, shut it down. Shut the lion's mouth. Let us get caught up. Let us get caught up. Let us get caught up in you. Let us get caught up in you. Do it now in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Come on, Zion. Open up your heart and begin to bless him. Begin to bless him. Begin to bless him. Hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth. Hallelujah. And begin to bless him. Begin to bless God. Begin to bless God. Fresh fire is falling tonight. Fresh fire is falling tonight. Fresh fire is falling tonight. Glory to God. Come on, I challenge you to open up your mouth and give God a praise for the fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. Begin to open up your mouth and release fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you that the fire is coming to refine. We thank you, Lord, that the fire is coming to refine, God. God, let the fire destroy that which should not be God in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. God, we bless your name and we glorify you. We glorify you in this hour, God. We glorify your word, God. We glorify your name, God. We lift your blood in this place, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, let the fire do the work. Look at your name and tell them the fire is coming. The fire is coming. The fire is coming. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, God, we glorify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. Yes, God. Team, you stay right here. Bishop, if I can, watch this one minute. I was at home and I, I came from Methodist Church and every Sunday we would sing a hymn. The Holy Ghost reminded me of a hymn today and it says, it says this, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, in my heart. Everybody in my heart, 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 in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. I'm not going to do the next verse, but it would say, Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart. The Holy Ghost said this to me while I was kneeling down. He said, son, I just want you to ask them, can you just sing a little bit of that? Because what's going to happen is people are going to go home. And all during the week, they're going to remember that tune. And they're going to begin to sing it. And it's going to wash their minds. It's going to, how y'all go sick? Hallelujah. So I just want to thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Give God praise for the message and the messenger. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The fire is coming. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're going to ask that you could get your gifts prepared tonight. Hallelujah. And as you're preparing, just keep in mind the fire is coming. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, one thing uh, on Sunday night, the man of God. As he was telling the story, Paul on the island. He 
He said that it was raining and it was cold. So Paul said, you got to start a fire. And that just reminds me of the Erica that we as the people of God, you can't wait to get to church to start a fire. Oh, I have, do I have anybody in the building? See, Paul understood something. I got to know how to start my own fire. Glory to God. So I can't, I can't wait to hook up with Pastor Kelly because what happens if I come and she's not on fire? Then I'm in trouble. So I've got to come. I can't wait till my favorite preacher get the mic. I can't wait till my favorite worship leader get the mic. I can't wait till my favorite prayer person get the mic. I've got to learn how to build my own fire. Do I have anybody in the house that know how to build your own fire? Glory to God. You see, the fire is coming. But when the fire comes, it's got to add to the fire that I already have. have. Do I have a witness in the building? The fire is coming. But I've learned how to build my own fire. Everyone standing all over the building. The whole life we can trust you, Father, in Jesus. Hallelujah. Send that back up. Father, in the name of
In relation, okay, we'll get the address. In relation to that, um, we're asking fans and sirs, if you can, we need help with the repast for the family. So we're asking Christ Church. We know Christ Church always comes through. We're asking Christ Church if you can prepare a dish or provide some type of food. Um, if you bring those, if you can do that, we're asking you to bring those tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Someone from the family will be here to receive it. Amen? Amen. 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 And you can see Sister Venus Clay, she's here tonight. She will take your name, put it on the list, give her your commitment tonight. And we ask you to please, ma'am, and sirs, drop that off tomorrow night at 7 p.m. A uh, member of the family will be here to receive it. Amen. Also, by way of announcement, on Friday night at 7.30, we have a leadership meeting, but this is for ministers, elders, and deacons. Ministers, elders, and deacons, this is not an optional. This is a mandatory meeting. Please be accountable. Please be present. On time. And let me just say this. As one of the leaders here, we're asking you leaders, don't wait to 7.15 to call and say, I can't make it. Because actually 7.15, we should probably be already in route or either be here. So let's be respectful. If there's a reason that you can't make it, we need that information way in advance. Amen? Amen. We understand things do happen, but for some reason, let's not call at 7.15 and 7.20 to say that we cannot make it. Amen. Are there any other announcements? Rehearsals tomorrow? Rehearsals every Thursday. Definitely. Rehearsals are tomorrow due to rehearsal. I'm missing something. That at 3 o'clock, the reunion choir will be rehearsing for Bishop's 70th birthday anniversary. Okay, yes, the homegoing services for James Cargill, Friday, May 5th, 2017. The viewing is at 10, the funeral is at 11. It's for Hope for All Outreach Center, 2431 Linden Boulevard in Brooklyn. for praying as well. I'm just receiving information. Uh, Sister Cowan's mom passed. She's been uh, up in Canada taking care of her mom. Her mom has passed on. She's here? Oh. Oh, oh. Sister Yvonne Cowan. You know, we got, we got two Cowan's. This is Sister Yvonne Cowan. Her mom has passed on. So we're praying for her comfort. Those of us that have been there, done that, you understand it, right? Right? We've been there, done that. We're praying, amen, for the strength. Also, uh, we were notified uh, just coming in tonight, uh, Elder Adrian's mom was rushed to the hospital this afternoon. So uh, you can text in her or by her side. So we're praying that the Lord would give them the comfort that they need. All right, would you kindly stand to your feet? I to pray for. Well, let's put some fire on those requests. Oh, yeah. Hey, come on. Now, let me start the service. I said, we need to put some fire on those requests. And if somebody's hurting, we're all hurting. Come on, let's pray. If somebody has a need, we should all be sensitive to that need. Amen? Amen. Would you just join hands quickly? 